0: with you here on into the night with Pastor Mike on this 10th day of December. Can you believe that? 10th day of December 2020 as uh, we uh arch over into the 22nd hour of that particular day. Hard to believe that it's uh almost Christmas time, isn't it? Especially with all of the uh COVID-19 the uh, pandem- uh, pandemic uh issues surrounding us for so many months. I don't know about you, but um, I've really lost a sense of seasons and time, except for the fact that it's getting a little colder here uh, on the West Coast and the Central Valley of California. Uh, It's almost like we're in this uh, twilight zone, not only in terms of weather and time, but in in other ways as well. So tonight, uh, we've entitled Lawlessness, Persevering, and Joy to the World. Well, there's a mix. That's an eclectic grouping of subjects. Lawlessness, persevering, and joy to the world. I've had uh, quite a few people in, within the congregations that I that I serve uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, especially since in one of them we've been studying the book of Revelation. Uh, are we here? Uh, are we in the end times? Well, uh, you know, it's a complex answer in, in some ways. Uh, Yes, in the sense that since uh, Jesus uh, ascended into heaven off the Mount of Olives and uh, uh, advised us to be about his business, we're in that second advent time. Uh, We're in that in-between time, in between his ascension into heaven and the time that he's coming back uh, to the Mount of Olives, as uh, Revelation tells us, his second coming as we often refer to it. So in that sense, uh, yes, it's it's imminent. Uh, even though, you know, over 2,000 years have passed, we're to live as if it's imminent, and it may well be. And uh, for those that worry about trying to figure out exactly when Jesus is coming back, if you remember in Scripture, he says, only the Father knows that, not even the Son And uh, so if you think you can beat the hand of the Father, why, uh, go ahead and knock yourself out. But uh, for me, I just accept the fact that I'm to live as if he is um, coming in the next moment. Why? Because we have marching orders. But let's get back to this uh, lawlessness issue, because that's driving uh, a lot of fear today. It's uh, driving a lot of discouragement, and uh, it's becoming its own pandemic, a pandemic. Of lawlessness, look at the riots in Portland again, all right, just uh, not not too many days ago, Minneapolis attempting to uh, defund police, uh, Seattle, the issues there and and we've all seen it. Those of us who have been paying attention, now not everybody pays attention. Some people just uh, drink from one cistern, so to speak, in terms of their news. That's a very dangerous thing, and I don't care whether you're on the right or left or in between. If you're not monitoring various sources and sources that would not necessarily agree with each other, uh, we can easily be duped into um, believing a deception, Because I and, I, and I've seen that. I have seen that uh, amongst people who have, who have talked to me I can I can tell who they listen to and uh, and what they're listening to by one dimensional statements that they make even those that uh, ha- have have proven themselves to be uh, faithful followers of Christ in terms of what's going on around them they only look at one source, and my friend, that's very dangerous. Uh, in today's economy, uh, the fact is that uh, media and social media lie and intentionally deceive. That's, uh, that's true. Now, is everything a lie? No. But you need to know what is and what isn't a lie by, by paying attention. So the rule of law is something to watch right now because it's eroding. It's being uh, attacked. Uh, think of the election issues. Now, no matter whether you're a Trump fan or a Biden fan or uh, a non-fan of, of either, there are proven issues that certain states violated their own constitutions and the Constitution of the United States in terms of uh, their methodology uh, methodologies of the election. That, that is true. That's not a conspiracy theory. You know, if, oftentimes today you know, we throw around those terms. If we agree with it, it's science. If we don't agree with it, it's a conspiracy theory. Well, no, we have to evaluate each one of those, um, on, on their own, uh, on their own merits. So, uh, the other, uh, here's another example and, and even, uh, civic leaders are delving into lawlessness. You, you think about, uh, Uh, The governmental officials who refuse to uh, decry and and denounce uh, the riots of the past couple of months. Uh, They refuse to uh, say anything negative about the uh, looting. In fact, in some cases, definitive. This is is nonsense. And we know that deep down, but uh, we can be easily deceived into their ridiculous uh, defense. Of many of these things, if we don't think. Uh, remember when when Jesus confronted the Pharisees, and he called them hypocrites, a brood of vipers. Was he doing it just to confront them? No, he was also speaking to the followers of the Pharisees around them, and he he actually said, you "No, know, they are they are your authority, and so you're you're right to do what they tell you. They sit in Moses' seat and." And, and 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 you do right to follow them, but don't be like them. Don't do what they do because they're hypocritical. And so he was also telling telling the uh, the followers to wake up and uh, evaluate what was going on. And uh, time and time again, I, I've stressed that we need to seek out the facts. The facts are not going to be handed to, to us anymore. This is not the 1950s or 60s where you just had one or two or three uh, news sources and they all kind of did the same thing and and uh, tried to be uh, journalistically accurate. Uh, today there are agendas on all sides and uh, news reports today, as they as they look at some of the investigations that are being done nationally. Uh, a couple of months ago, before the election, certain uh, news media outlets and social media. Uh, sites as well, poo-pooed all this. No, oh, they, they they refuse to even address it. Well, now they're addressing it. Why, why? Like it's something. Why are they addressing it now? Well, because the election's over. Think, connect the dots. That's uh, that's important. Uh, an example here of the erosion of the rule of law. The new uh, district attorney for Los Angeles County, George. Gascon, uh, installed uh, a few days ago. And uh, let me just give you a couple of narrations here from different, uh, different sources. Uh, on his first day on the job as L.A. County's top prosecutor, the district attorney, he says the district attorney's office in Los, Ange- Los Angeles will no longer ask for cash bail for nonviolent felony charges nor seek the death penalty, nor charge children as adults. Well, there, there are laws that govern that. But he's making his own laws. He uh, sworn in this, this uh, Monday, and he promised to, quote, change course and implement a system of justice that will enhance our safety and human- humanity. What does that mean? It means nothing. It means nothing. Uh, These people throw around these wonderful phrases. Think about it. What does that system say? Change course and implement a system of justice that will enhance our safety and humanity. It's gobbledygook. Here's another quote. Today we are confronting the lie that stripping entire communities of their liberties somehow made us safer. Well, who is saying that stripping communities of their liberties makes us safer? I don't hear anybody saying that. This is deception. He says, and we're doing it with science, research, and data. There we go. Science. If I agree with it, it's science. If I don't agree with it, it's conspiracy theory. Who's science? Who's research? Whose data? See, that's never qualified. Quote. For decades, those who profit off incarceration have used their enormous political influence cloaked in the false veil of safety to scare the public and our elected officials into backing racist policies that create more victims, destroyed budgets and shattered our moral compass. That lie and the harm it caused ends now. I'm not going to do it here, but if you pick that sentence apart. It's gobbledygook, and he provides absolutely no evidence for these claims that he's making. Uh, the L.A. Police Protective League, that's the union that represents local police officers there in Los Angeles, called Goscone's ending of cash bail disturbing and said that pushing L.A. County into the progressive direction San Francisco followed would be disastrous. Uh, They said, quote, the new DA talks a good game, but his plans will do nothing but further victimize. Uh, Gascon, just uh, as a reminder, a Cuban-born immigrant, served as an assistant police chief with the LAPD. Uh, He was then police chief in Mesa, Arizona, uh, police chief in San Francisco from 2009 to 2011, and then he was appointed by, uh, uh, as San Francisco DA, by uh, then Mayor Gavin Newsom when uh, Kamala Harris uh, was elected California's uh, Attorney General. So, uh, got an interesting uh, background. Uh, let me look. Uh, here, here's a couple other observations. Uh, along with doing away with cash bail, uh, Gascon said his office would ensure a better response to reach out to victims of sexual assault. That's that's a good thing, right? Reaching out to victims of sexual assault will stop charging low-level offenses connected to poverty, addiction, mental illness, and homelessness. So if we can blame our criminal activity on poverty or on our addictions or claim to have mental illness – and uh, maybe say that we're homeless, uh, then these are not crimes in uh, L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon's eyes. Have you looked at these things? His office, uh, one report says, will also emphasize resentencing for people convicted of nonviolent crimes that are deemed low risk or those with records of rehabilitation, nonviolent crimes. So does that include stealing from you? Wasn't violent? Maybe it was a burglary. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. No, we're a nation based on the rule of law, but you see they're attacking that. And, my friends, if they take away the rule of law, this uh, this country crumbles. As promised during his campaign, uh, one news source says the death penalty will now be off the table. Uh, quoting him, not just off the table going forward, I am committed to resentencing those currently on death row uh, to life in prison. And he said that uh, minors will not be transferred to adult court, meaning that uh, minors charged with horrific crimes, uh, as they have done in the past, can be charged in adults. Uh, He's he's not going to do that. And then, furthermore, uh, he announced that his office will not seek enhancements of any kind like the gang enhancements and the street three strikes rule, a retroactive policy triggering the review of more than 20,000 cases. You see, it doesn't matter what the law is. No, we make our own laws. And apparently the rest of us are, are just supposed to go along with it. Not me. How about you? Oh, Pastor Mike, that's politics. I'm I'm a Christian. I don't get it. It all is woven together. Our Christianity, the way we walk out our faith, the way we practice what we preach has to be interwoven into every facet of the fabric of our lives in our society. You see, it's not compartmentalized. And that, that's what uh, a, a lot a, a lot of politicians are attempting to do right now is force us into compartmentalizing our, li- uh, compartmentalizing our lives. Well, that's your church life. So keep that out of the public square. No, 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 no. You see, the uh, U.S. Constitution guarantees the right that that's integrated, and that that was the uh, that was the intent of the founders that. Uh, uh, you know the, the the expression of the Judeo Christian ethic could be woven into society, and it could not be abridged. Uh, however, on the other hand, that uh, the state would not run the church or vice versa, and I'm all for that. I don't think the state should run the church, and having been involved in churches my whole life, I don't think the church ought to run the state either. You ever been to a congregational meeting? Good night. You don't want congregational meetings running the state. But anyway, I'm uh, going off on a rabbit trail there. So uh, the rule of law, very, very important that we keep our eyes open. We keep analyzing uh, what is going on and realize that government overreach is rampant today this overreach to control us under the guise of a pandemic. How many months have we, it's now December. And uh, the initial restrictions here in California started in uh, mid-March, around March 12th, I think, if I remember correctly. Well, if all of these lockdown procedures and wearing masks and social distancing work, how come we haven't make, made any progress? We're, we're we're worse. Well, you see, if you start to explore the answers to those questions and you're curious about them, you begin to see the light. I'm not going to do the research here because it would take us way too long. I'm just advocating that we all think and we all start to do our own research. And uh, then we're going to talk about what to do with that. So that's the lawlessness portion of tonight. Let's talk about the uh, well, let's. um. It's, it's the persevering part. I'm, I'm going to weave uh, the, the California restrictions into a persevering right By the way, if you want to weigh in, our phone number here is area code 657-383-1479, area code 657-383-1479. Or you can email me at pastormike209 at gmail.com, pastormike209 at gmail. Dot .com Scripture advises us, admonishes, admonishes us, encourages us to persevere under trial. And and so much of our society today is willing to just give up under trial. I served in law enforcement for about 10 years. Many, 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 many years ago. And one of the things that you learn in the academy, or at least we used to, and that we learned out there on the street, is that if, if you're in a potentially life or death struggle, if your mental game is not centered upon surviving and winning, you are likely to lose. And not only are you likely to lose, but other people around you are going to lose as well. I mean, there are people I encounter in life, and you know, I'll, I'll use the the military uh, the military metaphor here. If I'm in a foxhole and uh, we're under attack, there are certain people. I don't want watching my back because I know they'll fold. They'll get discouraged. They'll get overcome. uh, They will give up and we'll both die. As opposed to there are other people that I would want with me in that foxhole because I know that like me, they will fight to the death. And it doesn't matter whether we think we'll win or we, we have to be centered on overcoming And that's part of persevering. We must persevere. And that involves thinking and reasoning right now in today's culture. I I can tell, again, who listens to, to what news sources by what they say. And there's no room for persevering because they are being programmed by one source. Test everything. God gave us the the ability to reason. Look at the facts. Search out what are the facts. And those aren't easy to find these days because certain news sources, certain social media sources don't make sources and stories apparent. They don't make it easy to find them if they don't like them. They make them difficult to find. I found that over and over again. Uh, trying to uh, unearth other opinions on certain issues and other uh, sources on certain fact-finding missions that I'm on very difficult because the mass media and especially social media intentionally make it very hard to uncover those facts, and so it's uh, it, it requires a lot of uh, a lot of perseverance. Be aware. Uh, We call it uh, situational analysis. See what's going on. Pay attention. Uh, Do not go to sleep. So many non-thinking people, even within the body of Christ, will get pulled into uh, the great deceiver's deception in the end times because they're not paying attention. They're not thinking. Uh, their, Their focus is... A lot on self. Uh, their focus is a lot of times on fear, and when you are ruled by fear, you look for something to project your fears upon, whether it be a person or a uh, a thing or a precept or a concept. The nearest available thing that seems popular to beat up on, you will beat up on because you're so angry and it's, it's out of, I don't mean you personally, but people that are just so uh, wound up and angry over things can't see straight. Remember the biblical admonition there is in our anger, do not sin. And the, uh, the anger of man does, does not accomplish the, the purposes of God. So we do we get angry? Is there righteous anger? Absolutely. Well, when it's fear-based anger, that's that's not righteous anger. That's that's anger from the deceiver, and it will cloud our ability to see things clearly. So we need to stay, stay focused and centered, stay resolute in what we know to be true. Uh, we must not let anger overcome us. And uh, if you remember um, uh, James especially and in, in his... Uh, Uh, His admonition for us to resist. And that's a whole thing in the the spiritual warfare realm. I'm not going to get into that too deeply tonight, but I do believe a lot of this uh, public policy involving the pandemic and uh, a lot of other things as well is, is part of major spiritual attack. And we need to deal with it the way that Scripture tells us to deal with it. When we're confronted, Uh, by the enemy. We're not advised to charge the gates of hell with a squirt gun. What are we charged to do? Resist, stand firm. That means being a, a good defensive mode with what you know to be true. And that's what you, and you stand firm. And you see a a lot of uh, people who deal in deception won't keep coming at you if you stand firm, resolute. Now, if you lose control, if you get afraid, if you if you are overcome by anger, they win, because then they get into your head. But if you stand firm in what you know, and, and, and this doesn't have to be a a, a yelling match, it, it has to be um, a case of us standing firm on what we know to be true. What we know to be true is defunding police departments is dumb. There's a theological term for it. It's just dumb. In a day when uh, we need good, righteous law enforcement, defunding it makes no sense. But oh, they can make that sound so wonderful because all police are bad. All police departments have systemic racism. It's rampant. The only way to deal with that is to do away with the police. Do you do you believe any of that? Really? It's a lie from the enemy. Lie from the enemy. So resist. Park on what you know to be true, what, what you know that, that, that God in, in, in your deepest gut has given you that, that sense of, of righteousness and, and knowledge of, of what's true and not true. Stand on that. Stand on what you know to be true. And that's how we start to win this thing. But, it, but if we cower and we get angry and we give up, and they win because they win in our heads. And when they start to win in our heads, they win everything else. But you see, they, they can't win in your head without your cooperation. So we must stand firm for what we know to be true. Uh, let me talk a little bit uh, in, in terms of persevering, and then we'll we'll get to uh, joy to the world here in a moment. You may be going at this point, Pastor Mike, how, how are you going to weave joy to the world in there? Well, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, take on joy to the world. Some of you may may not have heard, and I think you'll find it very interesting, and it'll be a wonderful way to end our broadcast tonight. State of California COVID19.ca.gov. Have you looked at that lately? Yeah, you might want to. I uh, want to because it uh, it details uh, a lot of the restrictions that we're under right now. I don't know how much of the state I, I haven't added it up, but a good portion of the state now, with this regional concept uh, that uh, Sacramento and Governor Newsom have come up with, uh, I think most state now is is under uh, restrictions. We here definitely in in our region, the San Joaquin region are under a regional stay at home order. What does that mean? Well, let me quote here from COVID19.ca.gov. The regional stay at home order instructs Californians to stay at home as much as possible and to stop mixing between households that can lead to COVID-19 spread. It allows access to critical services and allows outdoor activities to preserve Californians physical and mental health right that 's why so many Californians are having um, mental issues that 's why we 're seeing a rise in suicides and and threats of suicides because this isolation. Is literally destroying people. It's destroying businesses. It's destroying livelihoods. And if the lockdowns actually work at this point, what, nine months into it, it should have eliminated. We should be good by now, right, if it all worked? Well, it doesn't work. And there's uh, increasingly more evidence and studies to show that lockdowns actually are counterproductive and uh, and, and dangerous. And that doesn't mean I'm not advocating uh, having, you know, block parties together where you're right next to each other with no masks and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. You see, that's the other deception is we, we tend to look at things in black and white. You're all this or you're all that. no. I believe in, in, in taking uh, good and proven and, well, reasonable precautions in order to stop the spread of, of COVID-19. The other thing we have to realize is it is a pandemic, it is a virus, and people are going to die. Some people have this Disneyland-esque idea that, well, no one should die. People are going to die. That, that, that's a fact. Well, that's callous, Pastor. No, it's reality. It's reality. Now, we can do as when we should do as much as we can to prevent the spread of it. But the fact is, people are without a vaccine. And, you know, we'll see what happens. By the way, are you are you going to take the vaccine when it comes out at the beginning? Yeah. Email me. Let me know why or why not. PastorMike209 at gmail.com. PastorMike209 at gmail.com. All right. State of California. Uh, let's see. Under the order, uh, these sectors are allowed to remain open with safety precautions. Critical infrastructure when remote option is not possible. Can, can, can you explain that for me? Critical infrastructure. I think that begs for a little better definition. Schools. Okay, got that. I think they should remain open. Non-urgent medical and dental care. I'm all for that. Child care and pre-kindergarten. And then there are sectors. See, we're all in sectors now that will have additional modifications in addition to 100% masking and physical distancing. Outdoor recreational facilities, uh, and that allows uh, for outdoor operation only for the purpose of facilitating physically distance, personal health, and wellness through outdoor exercise without any food, drink, or alcohol sales. Huh. Why is that? Well, why people sell water? I don't know. Additionally, overnight stays at campgrounds will not be permitted. Okay, so that's really good. We have lockdowns now so that uh, people are going out of business. They're losing their jobs. And let's say, well, I've lost my job. It's been nine months. I can't pay the rent, but I do have a little RV. So, hey, we'll just pack up in our little RV and we'll live out of that. Uh, Nope. Mm -mm -mm. Additionally, overnight stays at campgrounds will not be permitted. And I can guarantee you the same people making these rules are not going to allow you to be on public streets or the parking lots either. Uh, So retail, indoor operation, 20% capacity, uh, 35% of capacity for standalone grocery stores with entrance metering and no eating or drinking in the stores. And then there should be special hours for uh, seniors and others with chronic conditions or compromised compromised immune systems. Then they talk about shopping centers. Allow indoor access at 20% capacity. Now, see this? This is when some of us pastors get a little perturbed. So we can have indoor access to retail stores, grocery stores. Uh, we can have access to uh, indoor access at shopping centers, but right now you can't meet inside of a congregational house of worship. Anyway, additionally, a special hours should be instituted for seniors, etc. Hotels and lodging. Well, listen to this. Allow for COVID 19 mitigation and containment measures, treatment measures. Provide accommodation for essential workers or provide housing solutions, including measures to protect homeless populations. All right. you If you're a hotel owner, you, you tell me what you need to do in response to that. Restaurants allow only for takeout delivery. No more eating outside. God forbid that we should be outside in the fresh air enjoying a meal offices allow remote only except for critical infrastructure sectors let me read this again who writes this allow remote only except for critical infrastructure sectors where remote working is not possible Good night uh, places of worship and political expression allow outdoor activities only can't can't meet inside the four walls of your uh, congregation now, no matter well anyway, entertainment production. Industry studios and other related establishments such as establishments that provide content for professional broadcast can operate without live audiences. Hmm. So it seems to me that the entertainment industry and the big bucks uh, it, it generates apparently uh, earn them the right to, uh, keep on doing what they do, but the small business guy, nope, you you, you got to shut down and be happy about the fact that the business that uh, you took uh, 30 or 40 years to create is, uh, is now going under uh, for the cause, and you should be happy about that and, and quit grousing about it. And uh, all of that, uh, you know, this whole uh, regional stay-at-home order uh, is is based upon ICU capacity that drops below 15% in a region. And uh, the following sectors must be closed. Hair salons and barber shops, personal care services, museums, zoos, and aquariums, movie theaters except driving, wineries, bars, breweries, and distilleries, with exception for production, manufacturing, distribution, and retail sale for off site consumption, family entertainment centers, card rooms and satellite wagering, limited services, live audience sports, and amusement parks. So there you go. You ought to look at it. Check it out. I don't know. Are, are, are you willing to live under the restrictions of something that you haven't read about? Uh, I'd encourage you to look at it. It's COVID19.ca.gov. COVID19.ca.gov. Read it. Interesting. And then uh, just a final note here in terms of lawlessness. One of the last bastions of common sense and law are the sheriffs. And why is that? Because the sheriffs are elected. Police chiefs uh, basically are not elected, at least here in California. Uh, They are employees of, uh, of the city. Sheriffs, however, are elected by the people. And so technically, the sheriff is responsible to the people. And so the sheriffs have a lot of autonomy that police chiefs may or may not have. Uh, Let me read you uh, a statement from Sheriff uh, Jeff Dirksy. Uh, So far, I I think a a great guy, and he's done well as Sheriff of Stanislaus County here. Here's his statement that was uh, issued on December 5th, just a couple of days ago. And, and parts of this, by the way, uh, you will see in other sheriff statements as well. So, my, my sense is that they've kind of shared some and agreed upon some principles here. But he says, as many of you know, the latest stay at home order will go into effect for our county and region at midnight tomorrow night. And that would have been uh, midnight, December 6th. Our COVID 19 cases continue to rise dramatically impacting our local hospitals, specifically our ICU ICU beds. Collectively, we all need to do the right thing to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and ensure that we have ICU capacity to treat not only the virus, but all of the other medical emergencies that have not stopped. Also critical that we remember that we are Americans. We live in the land of the free. Our country was founded on this very principle, and the Stanislaus County Sheriff's Office will not arrest members of our community for violating this order. We are not an authoritarian regime. Our oath of office requires that we support and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of California, not the government or any member of it. So rest assured, you will not be arrested for violating this order. Our state has released over 25,000 major felons back into our communities due to COVID-19. We are not going to make criminals of our citizens for the very same reason. It's also critical that with our freedom, we can also choose to do the right thing. Today, I ask you to choose wisely as a free American to do what you can. To protect our community and those in it who are vulnerable. Good statement, I think, that from uh, Sheriff uh, Jeff Dirksy here in uh, Stanislaus County, and uh, there are uh, quite a few more sheriffs uh, around this state, anyway, that have uh, that are are saying the the very same thing. All right, let's move to uh, the final topic for tonight: Joy to the World, Pastor Mike. How, how in the world? Did you come up with that in, in context of, of the other two topics? Well, uh, I think we need um, a little perspective here and uh, some interesting trivia as well. Uh, I'm going to read here just very briefly from a, a book uh, by Dr. David Jeremiah. And uh, by the way, these, these facts are available uh, elsewhere as well. Isaac Watts, remember, uh, many of you will recognize him as a, a wonderful hymn writer began writing poems when he was seven, and after his college years, he began writing hymns. Isaac lived in a time when hymns were frowned upon, for many British believers only sang the Psalms in church. But Isaac wrote hymns anyway, and he is remembered today as the father of English hymnody. He also served as a pastor in London and wrote textbooks on logic used by the major universities of his day. He was small in size, eccentric in habit, and great of heart. Even now, more than 200 years later, many of his hymns are widely sung, including his great Christmas carol, Joy to the World. here we go. But Isaac Watts would be chagrined to know Joy to the World is sung today as a Christmas carol because he wasn't thinking of the birth of Christ when he wrote it, but of our Lord's return and the golden age that would follow his second coming. You see, that hymn first appeared in a 1719, the year 1719 hymn book. And uh, he based it uh, partly on Psalm uh, 98, uh, but also upon the second coming of Jesus Christ. So Joy to the World originally was not a Christmas carol. It was uh, a, uh, a hymn written to celebrate the future second coming of Jesus Christ. We're going to listen to the the song in just a moment. I'm not going to sing it because you'd all uh, disconnect very quickly if I sang. So uh, let me just read the lyrics and think of it in terms of the second coming of Jesus Christ, not necessarily as a Christmas carol. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. That fits, doesn't it? Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. No more let sin and sorrow grow. Nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. Remember, not only was humanity cursed in the Garden of Eden when sin entered it, but the earth itself was cursed as well. And, of course, at the second coming of Jesus Christ, that curse is, uh, will no longer be found. And uh, his blessings uh, and, and his uh, righteousness will, will infest not only humanity, but uh, it will uh, give new birth to the earth as well. And then the last stanza, he rules the world with truth and grace, right? That's what happens at his second coming at his first coming in the first advent. Does he rule the world with truth and grace right now? No, he's preparing to, but the evil one is, is allowed to uh, be up to his, uh, his wily deceptive ways for the moment. But no, at the second coming of Christ, it sets a new thing into motion. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love so 1719 joy to the world written as a hymn about the second coming of jesus christ let's listen to this with um, with a new filter with new ears Douglas with Mike's Minute or Two. In the midst of the COVID cacophonies and election dramas, we see people faithfully, quietly, humbly serving others in the spirit of the great commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's good to remember all year round. This is my once-a-year major effort to help fund the ministry God asked us to initiate Over 18 years ago, it's called Advancing Vibrant Communities. Elderly and disabled people are being blessed with ramps and safety installations to help prevent fatal falls in their homes, courtesy of Servant Hearts. The same applies to single moms and dads, families coming out of homelessness, And those grandmas who are doing what they can to raise their grandchildren on limited fixed incomes. Advancing vibrant communities, volunteers are there in each of those cases to provide necessities like appliances, kitchen cookware and utensils. And things we take for granted like chairs, beds and sofas. And that's what your contributions fund. And throughout this month, your contribution to Advancing Vibrant Communities will be matched up to a total of $10,000 by an anonymous donor and an anonymous congregation. See, we don't do gimmicky fund development nor costly big events. I'm not criticizing them. It's just not what God has called us to do. For nearing 20 years now, we legitimize needs and the people behind them, and then we connect volunteers and servant hearts like you with those opportunities to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what we started off doing at God's Direction almost two decades ago. That's what we do now, and that's what we'll be doing in the future, as long as folks like you catch the passion to help others and support us financially. That's it. That's my big fundraiser message for the year. Thank you for responding. On behalf of those whom we serve, not just during the holidays, but 365 days a year, and mostly when nobody is even looking. For Mike's Minute or Two, for Advancing Vibrant Communities, I'm Mike Douglas. Well, thank you so much. For uh, joining us this evening. Uh, I'm Mike Douglas. We're into the night with Pastor Mike. Look forward to seeing you next week. It'll be a a very brief visit, uh, but one that I think will be very encouraging uh, to you as we head into the celebration of uh, the birth of the Christ child, the first advent, and as we engage in the second advent, that in between time that we're in now, where God has given us uh, through his son Jesus Christ the message and the commands to love God with everything we have and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So see you next week here on Into the Night with Pastor Mike.